Dave Burkett follows the Lions and the NFL for the Detroit Free Press. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? What's up, Bill? How you been? Been good, buddy. Hope your family's doing well. Happy holidays. Uh, the up yeah, and, you too. The, the ups and downs for this Lions team. I know injuries have played a part in it. Uh, play calling maybe at times. Uh, golf, not a lot of time to throw. Underutilizing J-Mo. We can talk about the rush. Uh, you've been there with this team all year long, going back to the offseason. Uh, list in order what you think their problems are that they need to overcome, maybe beginning tomorrow night. Yeah, you know, first of all, I think they, um, they you know, complete game was against the Raiders at home. That was good, but yeah, that so. really was the, the pinnacle of the season right now, you know, because since the bye, they've, they've struggled. And, and I, I think... You know, I think a lot of their issues, um, offensively at least, like if that line is playing well and is healthy and everyone should be back on the field this week, um, you know, Frank Ragnar was trending up at least. You know, that I think that alleviates, you know, some of the, the concerns offensively because number one for me on that list is turnovers. You know, you're just you're not going to win games when you turn the ball over three times or more like the Lions have, you know, three of the past four weeks. So that that's the biggest issue that I see. I think, you know, defensively, they, they have some, some shortcomings in the secondary, especially, um, and that would be number two. But, you know, I, I think they've, they've done – look, the Bears last week, you know, they didn't play very well the first couple series, but then they got things together. And then it was just that, like, two-minute sequence there where fourth down, jump off sides, get beat for a touchdown, you know, fumble the, the snap on the next series, and then you give up another, you know, touchdown run and the game's over. So I think they've, they've – They've done some good things defensively, but you can't always have these short fields and these things that you have to that you have to overcome because you have a secondary that you know that has some deficiencies. So those are the top two things for me. Pass rush, they they certainly could use a little bit more. Um, I, I think that's kind of the, the the top of the the order at least when it comes to what the Lions need to fix in order to get right for the playoffs. I think the way they started the season by winning at Kansas City, expectations shot through the roof, and then even Dan Campbell. And all those post-game speeches when the Lions were rolling to start the season was talking about this team could do something special this year. Injuries they can't control. Ben Johnson's play calling that fourth down stretch run was horrible. He's been up and down like the team. I agree with you. I thought in that second quarter they got it together and they'd win that game by uh, double digits. Just so tough to figure out what to expect tomorrow night when the Broncos are inside Ford Field. And, and you know the, you know Dan Campbell and Sean Payton know each other so well that that's sort of a, an extenuating circumstance here. That teacher student, you know, uh, what does that mean? How how geared up are both these guys to sort of beat you know one of their really good friends and other people on on both teams that sort of you know have known these guys for a while? Look, I I don't think the sky is falling when it comes to the Lions like like some people do. I, I think they're still. And maybe, you know, I never thought they were better than the 49ers, and certainly they had a shot based on the schedule and, you know, the way they were playing to maybe be a one or two seed, and that looks like it's out the window now. But, you know, I, I always thought that if they ran into the 49ers in the playoffs, it was going to be tough. And if they had to play the Eagles on the road, they're probably not winning that game. And, you know, the Cowboys had a really good defense. So the Lions really are about what I thought they were. And I still think they're going to win a couple games here down the stretch. And, look, if they don't turn the ball over, they're a better team than the Broncos. The Broncos have really thrived off turnovers here during their win streak, uh, much like the Lions did last year when they started to get hot late in the season. 
if they win a couple of games and they end up 11-6 and six and they win the NFC North and they get the first ever home playoff game in Ford Field, I think that would be where most thought they would be all, all, last, or all off season this past yep. year. No, you're right. And ultimately, I think this season is going to come down. Look, there's, there's, you know, there are 99% chance. They have a 99% chance to make the playoffs right now. So to me, I think people are going to walk away from this season. They're either going to feel good about it, really good about it if the Lions, you know, win that first playoff game, win the second game, whatever it is. They'll, they'll walk away feeling like, ah, you know, they, they were about what we thought if, if they win that first playoff game and then lose on the road wherever they have to go. And if they lose that first playoff game, they're going to say, ah, it's a disappointment. So, you know, I don't even, whatever happens here down the stretch, I think, I don't want to say it's irrelevant, but I think ultimately the way people will feel about this team after the season is going to be based on what happens in the, in the playoffs. What are they missing that has been exposed? Maybe as we talk about these ups and downs and Dave Burkett, Detroit Free Press Lions beat writer, Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Where have they been exposed by fellow coaching staffs? Yeah, I think, you know, um, the recipe to beat the Lions, at least from what I've seen from what opponents have tried to do here the, the second half of the season, is get after Goff, get him off the spot. You know, the, the Bears, Montez Sweat, they, they had a little bit of success in both games doing that, right? And if you can get after that offensive line, get after Goff, he's not mobile enough to, to create a lot of plays on his own. Um, take Amon Ross St. Brown away because this offense, they've got some good other playmakers, but Amon Ross St. Brown is such a huge part of this offense. If, if you can limit what he does, then you're in good shape. And then throw it against this defense. They'll look, I mean, you know, uh, the best quarterbacks on their schedule save Patrick Mahomes and, and you know, they chiefs, they didn't have Travis Kelsey and they dropped like six passes that game. So maybe things are different if, if that, you know, those two things go the other way, but the best quarterbacks on the schedule, they've lost to Lamar Jackson, you know, Geno Smith, uh, Justin Herbert, they didn't lose to, but you know, he put up, you know, 350 yards passing and they couldn't stop him. So defensively, they just, they can't stop the pass. And what I think they really miss is a playmaker on that side of the ball. Aiden Hutchinson, good player. You know, he's done some good things. He gets a lot of extra attention, but they don't really have a second absolute playmaker that defensive circle or opposing offensive circle and say, you have to after this player, stop this player on the Lions defense. Speaking of Lions defense, uh, CJ uh, getting cleared to play. Is that returning tomorrow, returning next week, two weeks, playoffs? Uh, what's the latest from Allen Park on the return of CJ? Yeah, it won't be tomorrow. You know, he'll be back at practice next week. You know, I, I guess there's a shot he could play um, against the Vikings next week. I think the Lions would probably take things a little cautiously with him uh, just to make sure, you know, make sure he hasn't played in three months. So make sure that everything's healthy and he's got his, his legs under him. We saw what they did with Drew Servan. We saw what they're doing with Tyson Alulu. You know, just making sure those guys are in good football shape before they get out, out on the field. Um, and I think they'll do the same with, with CJ, not rush it, because, again, it's most important that he's back for the, the postseason. And he will have an impact, though, when, when he gets back, because, you know, that's one thing they've missed in the back end. We've seen of late, especially some of the changing personnel that they've had in the secondary at that safety spot. CJ Gardner Johnson was. I think he led the team in tackles at the time of his injury, uh, had a couple pass breakups. He's a really good player, and he can be a really valuable addition down the stretch. I think they got to send Branch more on blitzes. they got to be aggressive. Sitting back and playing straight up D, they're not good enough. And I also believe on offense, yes, when the line's healthy, they can pound the ball. But 
Uh, they need to get J-Mo involved more. And to hear him say that after the fact, that's real coach speak that I can't stand. Uh, you saw the speed of J-Mo on that end around, how they didn't game plan him against the Bears just to force a defense to honor him where they can't tee off on golf. There, there are some basic things that should have been implemented starting with that Chicago game last week that the coaches didn't do that are head scratchers. Well, look, I, you know, I'm not, um, I know a lot of people are begging for more Jamison Williams. You know, I think he still needs to prove himself before, you know, we go down that road. I mean, that ball last week, he turns the wrong way on it. So, you know, I think there's, you're right. He's, he can be an explosive weapon for this offense. He's something that he's very unique talent, but he's still very much a work in progress. And I don't know that trying to force feed him the ball is, is what this offense needs to do. I think they have enough at the running back position. Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, Laporte is having a good year that, um, you know, the best course of action with Jameson Williams is in small doses right now and, and trying to hit some big plays with them. And, you know, maybe that comes in time. But, um, you know, ultimately to me, it, it sounds simple. Like the offensive line is healthy and they protect and they give golf time. I think this line's offense can be really good. Uh, and when they don't do that, you know, when when golf has to, when the pass rush gets after him and he has to get off his spot, that's when they run into a little bit of trouble. Yeah, my, I'm not saying J-Mo force-feeding it, uh, David, but, you know, keeping defenses honest with them. And, uh, you know, it's on the tape for the New Orleans game. Just show it once in a while just to maybe give golf that extra second to see if St. Brown can get open. Because to me, it looks like teams have said, okay, you know, and Laporte has made some unbelievable catches, and I give golf credit there. He's thrown some missiles uh, where it looked like Laporta was covered. But, you know, it's kind of like you, you take away St. Brown and you say, okay, we'll let him throw to the tight end. That's who's going to beat us catching the ball, right? Yeah, I mean, that's part of it, right? I mean, this has been a philosophy of a lot of teams is that, look, if you take that big play away or, you know, we make you have 10, 12 play drives, well, you're going to, you know, kick yourself in the foot at some point. And, and the Lions did that last week. with, the, And they've done it really for a few weeks with, with the turnovers. But last week you throw in, you know, some of the penalties. And so, you know, it really is you need some big plays. And St. Brown has been – you know, such a key for them when it comes to moving chains. And Laporta, Laporta too, you know, maybe to a little lesser extent, but, you know, certainly those are golf's two favorite targets. You know, to your point, if Jamison can break a big play, if Jameer Gibbs can break a big play, I mean, those are the, the drives that the Lions, you know, capitalize on. And so they, they do need more of that. But, you know, their bread and butter right now is still Amon Ross St. Brown and that run game and that run game setting up the play-action pass. And those are the things they need to get right. Well, speak of getting right, getting healthy uh, and getting everyone right there, where are they going into tomorrow's game in terms of injuries? Yeah, they're in they're in pretty good shape. I mean, the, you know, Ragnow is really the only question. Taylor Decker was listed as questionable, but Ragnow's the the you know concern. He had a little uh, indicated he had a little knee procedure, you know, after the um, Saints game uh, that caused him to miss that Bears game. And the Lions want to make sure he's he's right and he's healthy for the stretch run, sort of like. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. So if he's there um, or if he's able to go, then the Lions should have really their their full complement of players on both sides of the ball. David, good to hear your voice again. Enjoy that Broncos game tomorrow night at Ford Field. Sounds good, Bill. We'll talk again. All right, there's Dave Burkett, Detroit Free Press Lions beat writer, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line.